I know the end of the year is usually a time when we reflect back on all we've done and then we look forward to the future. And it really got me thinking about how children with early developmental trauma have a really hard time thinking about the future. And we often ask kids, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? Or we even ask, like, are you excited for the new school year? And these questions can be really tough, even anxiety provoking for kids who have early developmental trauma because their brains have been built in survival mode and survival mode doesn't think about the future. And so the future is a luxury. Thinking about the future is a luxury. So I want to talk about that today. I'm going to roll that intro and we'll dive right in. I'm Rebecca Britt, and this is the Stable Moments Podcast. I started this podcast to understand from all perspectives how we can help end the foster care crisis. The overwhelming response was we need to support our local communities. Unwanted, abandoned, orphaned children are the community's responsibility. We must support, guide, love, invest, raise up generations that will nurture, love, and support their own children to end this crisis. So the purpose of this podcast is to build an army of people that are interested and willing to take responsibility of our foster youth and who are supportive of foster and adoptive families. This is the on-ramp for people who want to get involved but might not know where to start. I want this to be a place where community members feel like they can make a difference, where they feel good enough to make that difference, and believe that they can be a big deal in the life of a child. Thanks for being part of our community and make sure to join the conversation in the Stable Moments podcast Facebook group. Together we can end the foster care crisis. So if you think about social issues that rely on people to make good decisions, then people have to be equipped or have the luxury or the privilege of being able to think about the future. If you think about something like environmental issues, like we have to care about the planet X number of years from now. Our decisions today to take care of our planet um, and to be, you know, environmentally wise don't really matter if the future doesn't matter, right? If we are living paycheck to paycheck, if we are trying to get heating or housing, like the last thing we're going to be thinking about is making good choices about recycling, right? So this future all these uh, social issues that rely on people making good decisions. And, and a lot of times we make the assumption that people just don't care, right? But there's a lot of people in our society who truly don't have the luxury of thinking about the future because they're thinking about how they're going to get their needs met for this afternoon, for tomorrow, or maybe a month out from now, like maybe next month's rent. But they certainly are not thinking about 10 years from now, what is our world going to look like? That's kind of painting the picture for the future being a luxury for us to think about, okay? So then if we think about all of the good decisions that we need to make, like all of the healthy decisions, most of them have to do with like delayed uh, gratification, right? So if you think about investing for retirement, delayed gratification, we're going to make a decision now that we get to like hopefully live off of later. Diet, like if we eat good today, we're not gonna see immediate results. Fitness, if we eat, if we work out today, we're not gonna see immediate results. Like these are things that we have chosen that we would like to make good decisions today because in a month's time, in six months time, we know they're the best decisions for us. The basis of that is that we will be alive 
in six months, right? That we um, will have a, a future, that we need to believe we have a future. And so kids in foster care or kids with early developmental trauma, their future hasn't been promised, okay? That's not, some, that's not like a concept for them that like they can rely on a future self. So if they have to be in survival mode, constantly in the present, constantly understanding what is the threat right now that I need to take care of? What are my basic needs right now that I need to take care of? The relationship in front of me, so let's say we're being a mentor, this relationship right in front of me, what can I get from this relationship to fulfill my needs today? That's what survival and relational trauma will do. You'll enter every situation for how can I get my needs met rather than like, oh, this is going to be a good, healthy relationship. Um, if you have to think about your needs and you have to get your basic needs met or you need to protect yourself, then you're not going to be thinking about how you're making other people feel. You're not gonna be thinking about the future. What would be a wise decision for right now for my future self? It's just not a luxury you have. Instead, you're gonna be thinking about what can I get from this relationship? How can I get my needs met? What do I need to do to protect myself? Imagine living in that brain all the time. You're always thinking, what do I need to do to protect myself? What can I get from this situation? How can I get my basic needs met? How can I detect threats? Okay, so if you're thinking, think about living in that every day as a little baby and growing up maybe through your one-year-old, your two-year-old, your three-year-old years, that's all you know. That's all your brain is built on is what can I get? How do I get my needs met? How do I protect myself? And there's no worth there. Everything has become transactional. There is no relational nurturing. There's no like social benefit, social cues, all of that. So that's what your brain is built on. And then we come into kids' lives and we expect them to like having a relationship with them and not have things be transactional. And we ask them questions about what are you going to do when you grow up or what's your future like? They may answer you with an appropriate answer because they have learned how to answer in a way that you would respond well. It's another survival technique. So they may say, I'm going to be a doctor or I'm going to be a football player or something because they know that you would respond to that and they would be able to get through this social interaction. But as far as like an honest, what they have thought about of their future, it may be nothing. They may not know where they're going to sleep tomorrow. They may actually have had a stable situation for the last six months, for the last year, but it still doesn't take away the fact that for the first three years, five years, one year, that they didn't have that permanence. They were not able to build a brain based on security and safety. So they're going to revert back to like, I don't know that I'm stable. I don't know that a future is promised. So I don't know what you're asking me. What I do know is how to get through this one conversation with you. And that's by telling you this answer that I heard on TV or whatever that I hear that people have spoon fed me these answers, right? So if a kid might say, I don't know, or not care. They're like, oh, well, do you want to be a police officer? Do you want, yeah, I want to be a police officer. Thanks for giving me that answer. Asking these questions may be triggering for these kids because they're like, I don't have a future. I'm not worth anything. I don't, they might remind them that they are not like other kids or other people because they aren't thinking about that stuff. It might remind them of their self-worth, that they don't have much self-worth because they're like, I couldn't be a teacher. I couldn't be a social worker. I couldn't be a doctor. 
So maybe they don't have enough self-worth to even think that some of those things are possible for them. So what I want to talk to you about today is how do we build a possibility where a child thinks that they could have a future and that they could have a positive future. Because really, as mentors, that's what we want to do, right? We want to step into these children's lives and we want to help them understand that even though their life has been very unstable, that they do have a bright future to look forward to and that they can start making small plans and rely on the fact that a future will come and that their actions today can influence that future. So we don't do that by asking, what are you going to be when you grow up? Okay. What we need to start with is understanding that they might not know who they are. They don't know their identity. They haven't had the time and the typical nurturing to develop their strengths and interests and get curious and explore their world. They may have had abuse, neglect, abandonment, which left them not able to do these things that normal toddlers and young children do, which is explore their world and understand what they're good at and get the positive feedback from the world like, wow, that was awesome. You're such a good helper. You're so good at hitting the ball or whatever. They may literally not have any interests because they haven't had time to explore different interests or they were just constantly in survival mode and they weren't able to dedicate any brain power to curiosity and exploration. So the very first thing we can do is build that identity. And that's why with the Stable Moments program, one of the first projects or activities we do is the About Me board. Again, we do not do a dream board first because how do you dream if you don't know who you are? You don't even know what you like. So the first thing we do is an About Me board. It's just like a dream board where you cut things out, but it's just a snapshot of about you. So you're going to help a kid kind of understand what are the things you like? What are the things you're interested in? And if a kid really can't even come up with anything, we start talking about like, what foods do you like? What animals do you like? What sports do you like? Do you like mountains? Do you like beaches? Do you, you know, what are things that you like? And you can cut those out of a magazine, put them on a board. You can start exploring those things. Maybe you just literally take out Legos and Play-Doh or sports stuff. And you start saying like, let's just, which one would you gravitate to first? Which one would you like to do? And they start drawing. Okay. Let's, wow, you're a really good artist. Okay. So starting to build some of those identity pieces that a kid may not even know they have, all right? So you can do that through the About Me or you can just do that through exploration and make sure that you're giving a lot of positive reinforcement and also letting them know if they don't like something, it's fine. Like if they don't like being with the horses, if they don't like soccer, um, if they don't like coloring, or they, that's fine too. Like, yes, yeah, some people are interested in some things and other people are interested in other things and that's what makes us all unique and different. And that's great. Knowing what you don't like is just as strong as an identifier as knowing what you do like. So they're all positives once you start deciding like who you are. And then you have this picture for a child and you can say, wow, look at all of these things we know about you. We know that you like baseball and you love the color red and pizza is your favorite. So we're starting to build some building blocks of identity. And that helps with the future just because now that a kid knows that they like baseball, 
they might know that that's something they'd like to do in the future. Did you, can you explore that there's baseball teams, that there's a little league team or that at the school there's baseball? Is that something they'd be interested in? Oh, okay, well tryouts are at this date and start building this picture for them that they may be able to actually use those interests and participate in that thing in the future. But it really just starts with building the identity. You're not really trying to like, okay, now let's quickly get to the future, right? Just being in the present with them and helping them figure out some of these foundational things is really how we're gonna get there and we don't need to get there with them. It's we're building the building blocks, right? And then eventually they may see that they can apply those things to the future. And then another huge thing that we can do to help kids start understanding the idea of a future is by building a winning streak with them. So if you hang out with them and you see that this week they were able to do one one thing and the next week they were able to take it a little bit further. Let's say you were hanging out with them and they were able to uh, make something in origami. Like they started folding paper up and they did it, but it wasn't that great, but they were starting and you're like, wow, you're really interested in that. And I think you're doing really good. And then the next time they come and they actually make like a little origami crane thing. And you're like, oh my gosh, you went from like just folding up paper to now you're actually making these things. These are so cool. Do you think we could try to make like another animal? And then the next time they try and they make, and what you're doing is you're showing them their progress. So when they get to the third thing or the third time you're meeting with them and they're making, even if it's just incremental progress, and they could be like, no, I suck at this. You're like, no, let me show you the progress you made. When you first came here, you didn't even know where the paper was, okay? And then you took it upon yourself, you figured out where the paper was, you figured out where the scissors were, that's big, and you cut your perfect squares out, and you've really stuck with this because do you remember your first one? like? We didn't even know how to fold it. We had to crumple up like 17 of these things before we could do one. And now you build them like every single time, right off the first time. And what you're doing is where a kid forgets their progress. Actually, we all forget our progress. We all forget how hard it was. We just know that we, we're still not perfect, right? But if you can show a kid like, wow, you have made significant progress, then you're showing them past time. Like you're helping them understand that in the past it was one way and time has gone by and things have changed. And what that does is show them the past and then they could project out to the future because it's like, if in the last three weeks you have gone from this point to this point, what might we do in the next couple weeks? But what we don't wanna do is just move on to like, what's next, what's next, what's next? That's always what we wanna do and it ends up making us feel not good enough, right? Because we can't stop and praise ourselves for what we've done now. What you wanna do is build a winning streak. So always when you're hanging out with a kid, always be thinking about what progress they're making. It doesn't have to be much. I talk about this all the time with kids that don't wanna go see horses on the first time that they go to the farm and they might say that they're afraid of horses and then you're like, dude, you're doing so good. Maybe on the second or third time, they're like, no, I still am afraid of horses. I still don't wanna go out there. I suck at this or I don't do this well. And you're like, you know what? The first time you came here, you wouldn't even get out of the car. And now you're like pretty close to the gate. 
do you think maybe we could just step to the gate together and maybe we could just look at the horses from the fence line? But now what you're doing is you're showing them like where they think they haven't made any progress. You're like, dude, you have made a lot of progress and you're going to celebrate those successes and show them that they do have a winning streak. And the more wins that they can get, the more confidence they get, the more they trust that you're there to show them their progress, that you're there to keep them safe, that you're there to have a good experience with them. And they start to believe in themselves. So the more we can build self-worth, build identity, show them progress, even when they don't see it, the more we can start to show them that they have kind of this safe trajectory and that there is a future. There is something that they can look forward to, okay? So just think about that when you ask kids questions about the future, when you ask kids questions about, you know, what are they excited about? What do they want to do? What are they going to do this weekend even? Just keep in the back of your mind that the future might be something that's really, really, really scary for them. In the past, the future hasn't been stable. And if they need to stay in the present right now, then be in the present with them right now. Help them build who they are by searching out their strengths, interests, identity, what makes them happy. I mean, you can literally say like, okay, you don't know what your favorite color is? That's fine. Let's look at all of these different colors in which one, what does this one make you feel? Does this make you happy? Are you like, ugh, I don't like this color? Okay, next color. What does this make you feel? Then you narrow it down to a few that are like, yeah, I kind of like those colors. Okay, so you can make it super simple and help them start figuring out how would they figure things out, right? Because if it's just, I don't know what my favorite color is, you don't really have much to do with that. But you can like, all right, let's break this down. Let's get all the colors out. Let's see what our reactions are to each one. Breaking things down, showing them how to figure things out, and then showing them how their body responds to different things helps them understand, I think that is something I like. I think that is something I'm interested in. And it's these foundational building blocks that is our job as mentors, okay? Rather than just, what do you want to, what's your dream board? What do you think you want to do with your life? That's too much. That's too big of an ask. And the future is a luxury. It's a luxury that people have that have unlimited resources, that haven't been in survival mode, that feel safe, that know that they can rely on their future, that know that they don't need to worry about their rent or their food or their clothing, Okay, so let's not project our privilege and our luxuries onto somebody else and help them build their identity in their winning streak. Hope this helps, guys. Thanks. Until next time, and Happy New Year.